Hey guys, and welcome to episode 332 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callum. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. As you probably heard in the last show, the, the structure is changing a little bit. So this isn't the, the full 30, 45 minute show that you're used to hearing. This is sort of like an in-between episode that's going to become more regular. And I wanted to sort of jump on the mics and get some initial thoughts. And I'm going to throw the, throw the baton straight over to you, Harry, in terms of we just came out of a meeting with the GOAT agency with Aaron Shepard. And for those of you that don't know, the GOAT agency is, I think, about four years old. It's grown from, I don't know, three to 120 staff in four years. It does influencer marketing with guaranteed results. Super interesting company. We interviewed Harry Hugo on Startup Stories, which is another podcast that we do. If you haven't hit subscribe on that, go and listen. There's eight great interviews in season one. And we actually got one of the other co-founders on the show, Aaron Shepard. What were your what were your takeaways, H? I want to just get the initial <laughs> thoughts before people... Uh, the, the biggest thing from me was... I'm sat there and I'm listening and the whole time basically to summarize what he said about sort of starting a business was every every decision that you decided to make with expert trades Adam <laughs> you made the wrong decision well you sat there headphones you, on just thinking I was like oh my I kept like cautiously looking up at you and thinking oh my god he's gonna cry in a minute because he was like never start a business on your own always have a co-founder um, never take money off anyone because it just dilutes ownership and then all these things, it was just like, oh, this is awkward. And I'm expecting Adam to just be like, well, you know what, Aaron? I've actually done it all and I think it's all right. <laughs> no, so it, he sort of hit home with some absolute truths. Mm. And I think listening to him speak about it, he's done both sides of this journey. So you can't argue with him. Like he's done the solo founder, he's done the venture capital, and now he's done the starting a company with other co-founders. He's got the track record. You can't argue with the comments that he made. And to be honest, it hit home because I felt in complete agreement with what he was saying. Yeah, he he, he wasn't saying you messed up, but he was saying that- Yeah, it wasn't directed at me. It was just general the, feedback. Like, if you want a hard time, then go alone. Take Like, that's basically what he was saying. It's like, if you, <laughs> you've got two routes and you took the, the more difficult one. Yeah, 100%. I think when season two drops of the startup stories, when people go and listen to that, he's got some real- interesting insights to the state of entrepreneurship i think from my side there was there was three real takeaways um one of them was largely just around we spoke about how we i know they offer guaranteed results but we've started to do guaranteed results here at expert trades and one of my questions was how do you get a client who doesn't understand or doesn't track their cpa their cost per acquisition like if they just care about views, how are you taking them on the journey mm. to go further down the funnel so you can prove the return? And his answer was really simple. It was find clients that do understand it. Yeah. They started off in the betting world. Betting world is very transactional. They know how much they can afford to pay for a customer to come in. They basically went and found people that fit what they can do compared to trying to drag the industry with them to educate them at the same time. So do you think at the moment there is anyone in our industry well, there obviously is because people are sort of putting money into what we do. But as a percentage of people that are... 10%. I think the mistake that we're making right now is we are trying to educate customers internally of their own marketing stack so we can show them the results that we drive when they're only looking at views where we want to drive more tangible cost per acquisition, user acquisition, that that's not where they are. We need to find the people who are in that space so we can 
build the case study. I think we are at risk of spending two to three years educating the market and we haven't got the time. Mm. We'll run out of money. Like we have to go for the clients that value us and then the trickle down effect will take place. So basically just find clients that already get the, your shtick basically don't waste don't waste time trying to drag people kicking and screaming just find the people that are, are home runs essentially find the low hanging fruit is what mm. I took away is that the people that understand it spend the time there and then as you build the business and build the brand you'll then start to have a reputation where people might not understand what you do mm. but you've got enough track record that they trust what you do I think is a summary the next thing for me with Aaron was clarity I don't know whether you took it away as well is he spoke so purposefully and he was clear in terms of where he think where he knows goat is and where he sees the industry going at no point did i feel like he was stumped when it came to vision from goat and the industry's perspective uh it was just quite inspiring to be around someone that's that clear and sort of unwavering on how he sees the industry as in he just knows his shit yeah i think when people listen to it that there's people that you speak to that you can tell are they just have their spiel. Whereas, and you feel like it's just recited and it's what he said mm. to clients, what he said on podcasts. When I was speaking to Aaron, I really felt that it was, he just oozed influence marketing. Like he just, what he lives day to day, mm. he, one, he knows his shit, but he's able to communicate it in such a clear way that I was sat opposite him thinking, I could fucking work for you. And I never think that about people. I'm like, you, like he, as a CEO, don't know the exact roles that he's got there, but the way that he communicates and makes it sound like, of course, this is where the fucking market is going. Like, mm. it's obvious. That's how he made me feel like, yeah. yeah. Do you know like the Steve Jobs effect? And don't get me wrong. If Aaron, you listen to this segment, I'm not comparing you to Steve Jobs. <laughs> but the way that he, he had this thing called the reality distortion field which is how people refer to Steve Jobs when they go, he would literally make you think stuff that was impossible. He'd make you mm. think it was possible. I think when it comes down to influencer marketing and advertising in general, he's inspiring. I, I generally, and I don't say that about many people, just the level of clarity he has. Uh, and it kind of relates back to what I'm going through from my performance coaching. There was stuff that I took away personally in terms of how I communicate um, that I thought was interesting. And then just to wrap this up, the... The third thing that I took away um, was the level of self-awareness that he has and hearing from a founder of a company that's doing extremely well, 60, 70, 80 million quid turnover, who has two kids. He asks himself every single fucking day, is this worth it? And to hear that mm. from another founder, and we are much smaller as a business. And those thoughts come into my head and I think, stop being such an entitled twat stop like mm. the course it is because i get to wake up and do what i want to do but it's so comforting hearing that people at any level still have that question every entrepreneur regardless of where you are in the journey has that question and just when i heard him say it, i literally felt myself go <sighs> not just me i'm like because self-doubt kicks in when you wake up yeah. and you go is this worth it you start to think fuck me am i actually an entrepreneur like surely surely there's no doubt in my mind that this is worth it but I still have doubt because of the level of sacrifice and the stress and everything that you take on as a founder yeah yeah there's just always the image of just go hard or go home mm -hmm. and no one's like going hard is really difficult though and it's tiring and and it's like it's stressful 
everyone's just the it's that it's it goes into when he was talking about fakery and stuff like that how like he even knows people that are telling that are, what was it selling the dream of building yeah. a business and entrepreneurship but their companies are failing at the yeah time. like on, on the so. face of it their companies are doing hundreds of millions in turnover <clears throat> and it's losing money and mm. about to go bust and on social they're still private jetting it mm. this is the life of an entrepreneur like he clearly has a bee in his bonnet around fakery which I which I respect I just think having that hour and a half very selfishly from my side the startup stories for us is a way for for me to network with those people and learn and coming away from that meeting it made me feel just more settled in terms of cool it's not just me mm. like it's okay to have self-doubt it's okay to question is it worth it and i think people are going to have an absolute blast listening to that show i think we went on for like over an hour which was which was great mm-hmm. um so yeah they're, they're my key takeaways anything else you want to add i just wanted to drop this on the mics and sort of like brain dump so when the show goes live we can probably reference it um we'll probably drop it onto the startup diary feed i'm not sure what you want to do uh, but anything else from you in terms of what you took away from that interview um i think i think there's you just need to listen to it because it was it gen even from my point of view i i found it really interesting just to hear um i think it was it was just a breath of fresh air like you say like you say to hear someone to hear someone in a company that is crushing it right now still be like this isn't all it's cracked up to be and be like owning your own business is not all all um sunshine and rainbows and all Mm -hmm. that like no one's really saying that like even even to be fair we've we we're probably the only people that say that like if you're gonna do it it's hard like be prepared to that's what this show is to face them like i don't i don't even think that like i can't remember if does gary v even say that like i think has Uh, has he ever said like and because he always champions being your own person and being your own character and documenting all this stuff like be unique and don't don't try and get millions but be happy Mm -hmm. with whatever but has he ever said like some people aren't cut out for this yeah he his sort of shtick is it's okay to be number two number two at Mm. facebook is better than number one in a bazillion companies Mm. entrepreneurship isn't for everyone and that's what aaron sort of covers off is it's popular right now and again just sat opposite him and this is where sort of the this this is where i sort of felt like a, a mutual respect and bond with him is like he can't do anything else. Mm. I can't work for anyone else. I just can't. And I love the fact he refers to himself as fucking mental. Like, that's how I feel. Like, you have to <laughs> feel like that. And regardless of the scale of company I think he would be operating in, is he'd still have to be doing it for himself. That's like the DNA of an entrepreneur. Um, and the self-doubt that he has comes down to the opportunity costs, the risk, losing time with the family. But the way that he speaks about it, it's extremely clear that he was born to be an entrepreneur. And I think people should listen to that and literally listen to it and be so objective with where they are in terms of their life, their career, what they want, and actually try and ask themselves the hard question is, am I listening to the Startup Diary podcast because I want to be an entrepreneur? Mm. Or am I listening to it because I am an entrepreneur trying to work out how I start? And I'm not trying to get rid of subscribers, but I think it's a really important question to be asking yourself at this stage because it's really, really fucking hard. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, guys, if you've got any questions, you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm and we will answer your questions on a future show. Adam, any final words? Please say no. 
I'm going to say yes, just very quickly, guys. If this is the first time you listen to the show, you'll hear a staple episode every Monday and shows in between which are top of mind or thoughts of the week or answering listener questions. If you have a question, fire it into that email address. And if you have not yet hit that subscribe button, go and do it now so you do not miss a future show. See you next time.